Welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, the music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire, hosted at Ghost Cult Magazine. I am not Matt Bacon, but with us as always is our excellent, beautiful, amazing co-host, Curtis Dewar. Why, hello. Hello there. And what are we going to talk about today, Curtis? Well, we are going to talk about, well, basically, it's kind of like professionalism and your marketing slash PR campaign, I think is how I would frame it. Because here's the thing is that me and Matt are always talking about, you know, banging about bands needing to share stuff on social media and that they need to put in a little bit of effort other than just paying someone to do their PR. But it's just not happening with a lot of bands. So this was inspired by a seeing a band who had paid for PR for someone whose name will not from someone whose name will not be mentioned cough cough me <laughs> at one point in the past few months um, and also other bands too that you know just don't put in any effort and stuff like that they'll pay for the PR but then they don't you know turn around and do the social media postings or they don't have time or whatever that makes sense I'm trying not to be too critical or harsh on people but trying to you know make it clear does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. You know, uh, shit always gets in the way. We have the same thing here, here at Ghost Cult where, you know, sometimes shit happens. We do our best. We're all yep. business people at heart. If you have a band and you're very serious about having a career in music, what what we like to say is you have to be a finisher. You have to yep. – you can't just – not a set it and forget it experience just like social media, just like PR. You have to work collaboratively forward thinking all the time. Yeah. 100%. Like, here's, here's a couple key points I want to put, I want to make. Um, obviously, you got to share any, any press that comes your way, you got to share it on every possible platform you can. But specifically, if you're not going to share anywhere else, at least share on your Facebook and tag, tag the site in question. Because um, correct me if I'm wrong, Pete, because you have been an editor at Ghost Cult since like 2012, 2013, or something like that. Um, long time, either way. Um, do you not get a little bit slightly annoyed when a band does not share press that you get them or am I mistaken on that? Well, you know, it goes to different levels. I'm going to say this is a multi-level issue. I believe personally every, I think there's a symbiotic relationship, uh, and the, the press and the labels and publicists and bands, we all need to work together to promote all of us all you know high a high tide raises all ships as a cliche says and i think yep. we all need to work together that being said i think there's an expectation at a very high level major label bands how many mentions a day do you think there are of slipknot with a brand new album out and on tour and all these things going on with them well, thousands well so, yeah slipknot yeah 
definitely Slipknot the exception. I agree with you. But if you are not Slipknot and you are not on a major record label and you are not on a, a, a you're not a major band for your genre, you need to work hard. You need to capitalize on every mention on social. You need to share every review, good or bad. I've had bands share bad. We've talked about this in the past on the podcast. Yeah. I've had bands share bad reviews and say, you know what? We found something in there we like. Sorry you didn't love our record, but at least you gave it a review and found a couple of good things about it. You have to be able to, you got to put yourself out there. I know it's hard to be vulnerable, especially artists. I'm hugging all of you artists invisibly through the microphone right now because I'm one too. And we all do this because we want appreciation and we want adulation. But you have to put yourself out there hardcore to get noticed. You have to. Exactly. And well, the other thing too is that it, it almost, to me at least, Again, maybe maybe I'm mistaken in this. It almost feels like a slap in the face sometimes if I will land a band, a stream at a site, and then it's like they won't fucking share it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, if you're not even going to even bother to promote your own work, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense. So that's one aspect of it is the sharing part. And to me, you wouldn't just share the streams. You wouldn't just share the reviews. But I, I also like it when bands also share even the press release copies because to me it's showing that they're getting press because I know a lot of times the label will look and see, Oh man, the bands are getting mentioned at these various different sites. So it looks good, right? Oh, ab- so, absolutely, man. But if, but if you're not going to do anything else, at least share the reviews and at least share the streams and the interviews, which comes up to my next talk, answering interviews. So key, key, key thing. A lot of bands, like I, I, I went and looked recently in my Gmail to see how many unresponded to interviews um, I'd sent to bands in the past year. And I'm not joking you, the total was like 150. Ooh. And I'm probably, yeah, I might even be, I, and I think that was, I, I didn't, don't even know if I even went back the whole year when I looked at that. But it was like a lot. So 150, I probably do have about 10 to, 10 to 15 clients a month approximately that I'm working with at any given time. So let's say I'm working with like a hundred clients a year or whatever. That's a lot of fucking interviews on answer and a lot of potential press that could have been gotten for those bands. So like the key point here is even if it's a small site and you don't like the interview or you think it's a waste of time, you still need to get it done because that's something that gets your name out there. And someone actually agreed to do an interview with the band and it makes, even if it's a form, form interview, it still looks bad on the band when they don't actually send the answers back. And I always hear, always get stuff back like, oh, you know, I'm too busy or, you know, I just don't have the time to do it or whatever. But the thing is, is if you're investing in a PR campaign, you got to do like Keith just said a minute ago, you kind of got to put in your own effort and your own work too, because otherwise if you don't put in your own work, the campaign's not going to pay off. Like you could hire a publicist for like, you know, pay them $5,000. But if you're not willing to, and they could get you major interviews, but if you're not willing to do the interview, it's not going to pay off in any way, shape or form. Right. So, um, and then the other part of interviews is when they get answered, some bands will then turn around and just do like yes or no answers and nothing else, which is the fucking worst. Like 
keep if you get a if you get an interview that's just full of yes or no answers, do you print it or what? What do you what do you do when that happens? I don't run it. I go back to the publicist. Nor so so a few things here are at play, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in a perspective that I think is gonna help reluctant players sure. who are listening sure. out there. If you're out there and you're listening to this and you hate email interviews because they're not in- interesting to you, or you just find that it's a, a an exercise in futility, I'm gonna get you some perspective in the next couple of minutes that's gonna help you change your tune. Uh, personally, as a journalist and as an editor, I don't like form interviews myself. Just to be honest, um, I've yep. done a lot of them in my career, both for music, for Ghost Cult, other publications, as well as in my regular career as a marketer. I don't love them. I've had to answer some of them myself. I've had to write them up. They're not fabulous. Mm-hmm. I think a conversation is best. Anybody that's heard the Ghost Cult podcast or seen us on YouTube or our new IGTV, we do very engaging, personable inter- interviews in person or on the phone or on Skype. Those are the best. You get a conversation going. You play off things. You get inspired. They get inspired by the question and come up with stuff you weren't even imagining. Um Every single interview is an opportunity for coverage for your band, however big or small. And every single opportunity for coverage – we used to actually say this about press releases. This would be very interesting for you and any other potential publicist listening. We used to Mm – in major PR – we used to say every press release was good for six to ten pieces of individual content from a press release. If yeah, you, if you right. think about that, that's extrapolate that out for a campaign for an album and how many different opportunities you have. If a publicist sends out, I don't know, four to six press releases in an album cycle that's two or three months long, uh, including <laughs> reminders that the album is coming out, your album is coming out, coming out this week, coming out today, out this past yeah. weekend. Every one of those things is an opportunity for a tweet about you, a Facebook post, a YouTube video, an Instagram share, a story, something for you and as well as the journalist. So every every chance you get to get out there in the world, you need mentions. That's the only way to cut through the noise. There's so much music and videos and teasers. Um, Killswitch Engage today put out literally a seven second video teaser for the one of the most anticipated songs of the year the one they have coming out with their former singer Howard Jones it's coming out on Tuesday a 7 second video on YouTube that's how much mm-hmm. they care about their content 7 seconds that yep. I shared it everybody else in the music industry shared it this morning whoa Tuesday we're all going to share the video it's a follow up yep. so yep. Now, turning it back to the interview questions, I understand that sometimes these things aren't the most enlivening. It's very hard and a little bit stiff when you have to answer a question and it's not spoken to you. But take that opportunity and make something awesome out of it. Be original. Be flip. Be funny. Be personable. Be yourself. Let the style, let the the emotional context of your music, of your band come through in an answer. And that's a way to engage people and get people pumped up about your band, not just journalists but the readers and fans, people who will buy your music. You have to do these things. And, I, and you know something? There's nothing wrong. I've had a band come back to their publicists and say, hey, I don't really love all these questions, but I came up with a few other things. Things additionally that you may like to know about my take on this record or this song or this video and they gave me something I wasn't expecting back and I used that instead so that's all you know uh, we're, we're in a crazy world there's a lot of clutter to cut through but every chance every chance a publicist gives you as an artist as a band as an entertainer to cut through the noise and put yourself out there you've got to take it you got to seize it you have to yeah now one thing I also want to point out too is that 
another reason why you want to seize the moment on that, like Keith just said, is because especially between now and November, everybody and their dog is releasing. So everything you can do to cut through that noise helps because like last Friday, I mean, remember last Friday, there was like five fucking brand new things from major bands last week. It was like Steel Panther, As I Lay Dying. Uh, Tool had been just like the day before. Uh, Life Bag and he came out. Like, Slipknot like, Record. Bam, bam. Yeah, Slipknot Record. That was the other thing I couldn't remember. So it was just like bang, 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 bang. And like half of those things I didn't even know were coming out that day. You know, so it's like you send one press release out about your new video and you're not even on a label and you're a brand new band. Almost nobody's going to be really be paying attention to you. So anything you and the publicist can do to cut through that is helpful, right? Because um, just especially at this time of year, like last year it seemed to start in September. This year it's starting in August. But it's like it, this is when the big boys start releasing. So you got to like do everything you possibly can to just cut through that and you have to realize that maybe yes you do want to get on the metal injection yes you do want to get decibel but you know some of these smaller sites it's an opportunity and you have to take you know what i mean so you always gotta keep that in mind what were you gonna say i said definitely this is this is definitely one of the busiest augusts i can remember in recent memory um even today so middle of the month uh, we're recording this on August 16th and yeah. just even though they weren't necessarily, you know, huge pop releases and obviously Slipknot was last week. So a lot of people were staying away, but there was also a lot of releases last week, too. But just today I mentioned yeah. Killswitch Engage's new album is out. 1349 Incredible Black and Death Metal Band. Devourment, yeah. one of the best death metal bands there are. New album. Hammerfall. Hammerfall, humongous, humongous band. I mean, you know, 900,000. The Cloud Kicker surprise release. I'm <laughs> pumped about that Cloud Kicker, man. It almost brought me to tears. That's how good it is, and that's how surprised I was that it came out. Um, and, and then you got, I had four four releases today on top of that. Yes, you did. Yeah. What are some of them? Let's hear them. Well, I had Crookshank, and I also had Diala. I think you used to call it Diala. I think that's how you pronounce it. Diala was another one that uh, did, that came out today. Dead Soul Alliance uh, and Super Terrestrial. Those are, those are the ones that came out today. Someone out there correct so, us on the pronunciation. Oh, I've been and, saying Dialith. And Firewalker. <laughs> I'm, I'll, ask, I'll ask the band to correct to tell us how, how you say it. I, think, I always thought it was Dialith, but I could be mistaken. It's a made-up word as far as I know. So. But anyway, so I had five releases today. And then on top of that, like all these other big bands that Keith just mentioned came out. So you got to keep kind of keep in mind that especially right now if you want to get any attention everything you can do to help with that forward momentum count because one thing i've noticed is like sometimes a journalist will check out a band on a smaller blog and then they will pick up pick them up as well for their for a bigger blog or a bigger site as a result of hearing it on the smaller blog like that happens all the time or one of their friends will share something about them on Twitter as a result of seeing a press release or seeing something in a smaller site. And then they'll start writing about it. Like I've seen Kim Kelly do that when she used to be at noisy, someone would tweet about a band. She checked them out. Next thing you know, they're streaming at noisy the week after or two weeks later. Um, you know, angry metal guy does the same thing. I got dialysis with them because of the fact, just because of Twitter and Snapchat. That was how I got angry metal guy uh, for them. But you just have to keep in mind that anything you can do helps. Um, anything else you want to say about that, Keith, before I go on to the next point? Uh, speaking of Kim Kelly, I think she just launched a Patreon 
campaign where she's uh, soliciting bands to approach her and all kinds of stuff, writing gigs and trying to push her, uh, you know, writing out there again. So, you know, cool. check, check, check that out. Look her up. And, uh, you know, in general, here's a, another way to look at things philosophically. The same way that we look at social media as marketers, boy, Facebook really has the market cornered. But if you didn't have Facebook and if you took away Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and you just looked at the rest of the landscape, Tumblr may change because they just got bought by the people who own WordPress. But if you want to take all the other social networks, even if they're not applicable to what you do as a band or an artist, LinkedIn, which I don't recommend you going at people on LinkedIn. But if you look at the landscape of all the other social networks, there's a lot of users there. There's a lot of avenues that are not social media, but they're social media adjacent. Your mailing list, in-person interactions with people, comments, commenting on other people's content, not spamming them with your content on their content. That's shitty. I mean engaging with them about their content as a way to get them interested in you. So then when you share your thing, they are reciprocal. Uh, so it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Don't discount these smaller metal websites. I have one of them. Um, you know, we're pretty. Your, we're pretty yours, is, yours is not exactly small. We're not that okay. small because we work. Actually, we work our asses off. We put out as much content as the biggest websites there are with none of the staff and none of the money. But we somehow do it. Actually, we have a pretty big staff. But the, the reality is that the smaller universe of websites, not every there's only one decibel and there's only one metal hammer and I'm glad they're still around and there's only one brave words uh, so you know when you look at that if you can't get to Loudwire, get to everyone else and give them your time as if they were Loudwire show them that respect show them that support and they will support you back one thing I want to point out too just for this a lot of the smaller bands is if you do get that opportunity with a Loudwire or a brave words or a uh, decibel a lot of times your interview is still going to be a form interview. I just want to point that out. Like, I don't know how many times I've had a major mag reach out to me for a smaller band. And because they're smaller, the questions aren't going to be as in-depth. So, so just be prepared and aware that many times that's what happens. So... And as, as, yeah, as you and Matt have said many times, the thing that all bands have to understand is the absolute insane volume of bands, labels, pitches, our inboxes are a disaster on a daily basis. And you have yeah. to, you are in a competition with thousands of bands. So A, you yeah. better take this very seriously. Don't bother if you're not. Uh, my music means a lot to me. Well, if your music means everything to you, treat it like so. Market like it yeah. matters to you. Be professional yeah. as much as you can. Um, yeah. You know, you are literally competing against everybody else doing what you do also. So, you know, act accordingly. And, uh, and the band, yeah. just as a uh, major point too, is the bands that are most active on social media tend to get the most press because of the fact that they're out there interacting with journalists and stuff like that. Because if I'm doing a press campaign and someone's already talked to Keith on social media like 10 times and I ask him about covering the band, he's going to be more likely to cover them because he already kind of knows them. You know what I mean? It's the same thing, like Greg Kennedy, same thing. If he's talked to the band on social media like eight times already, and then I follow up with him with an email, he'll be like, yeah, fuck, sure, sure, I know that person on social, so let's do it. You know, so that actually helps the PR as well as a backup as well. If you're out there as well, it's almost like a double-edged sword, right? You're kind of going at it from all angles. Um, I got one last thing I want to talk about, unless you have something else you want to bring up, Keith? Nope. Okay. So the, the very last point 
um, I want to make about things that you need to do when you're doing a PR campaign or marketing campaign or whatever is just on top of everything else, just make sure that you're on the ball, that you're answering communication, not just the interviews, but any communication that comes in. I mean, I know inboxes fill up, mine's backlog too, we all have it happen. Uh, but do your best to stay on top of communication because like an opportunity come, can come through uh, that you miss. Like I've heard of bands actually getting contacted by a major publication they're not checking their emails. They don't see it for like two months and they miss the opportunity as a result of that. So periodically, you know, be making, make sure, go look through your emails, make sure that there's nothing too important there. Go look at your social media messages on your band page and your personal page. Make sure that they're like, if there's anything there that is answered, you're on top of it. So that way you don't miss a potential opportunity. Cause I do know some journalists will even message a band's page, even if, even if the band has a publicist and try to set them something up with them personally, there are certain journalists that will, will do that, even though they're not supposed to. So just keep that in mind and then you won't miss any opportunities. That's all I got on that. And check your spam folders once a week yep. because Lord knows I have missed crucial, crucial emails that just bounce to spam. I don't know why. And I missed yep. an opportunity for an interview, for a connection, for a business opportunity. And it was a bummer. And same on your social, check your spam, because I actually had that happen to me. Uh, it was a few weeks ago. I actually had someone reach out to me for PR that I would that I had completely missed the message and I would have not have gotten the person as a client if I had not checked the spam So and I'll check them all at least once a week if you can, and we're all bad with that. Yeah, well, here's, um, I think, here's a pro tip before we wrap up, which is for Facebook specifically. I don't do – I don't prefer Facebook messages for business on my personal Facebook. Bands, please yeah. stop. Uh, and I don't do messages on Facebook at Ghost Cult because I have an email address for that. You can find that at my website at ghostcultman.com. But what I was going to say for the people who do, for instance, Curtis, Matt Bacon, yeah. if you want to yeah. reach them personally, don't just send them a message because it's going to go to the air quotes other inbox that no one ever sees unless you purposefully go there from a desktop. You cannot reach it from your phone. You have to go from yeah. a laptop or a desktop. So go friend request them. They may not friend you back, but they'll see it more because they're going to see a friend request and then a message together. That's a lot more yeah. powerful. If you just message them sheepishly, which you shouldn't do anyway, we've talked about that in the past, be aggressive, ask for what you want. And yeah. friend request them also because the other inbox is like the Bermuda Triangle of messages. You will never get seen sometimes. 100%. Yeah. Same thing with Instagram. If you're going to message me on Instagram, make sure make sure you're, uh, you follow it up because I've had so many fucking Instagram messages go in the other folder. But anyways. Awesome. What do you have to plug, Curtis? Well, I've got a couple things to plug, Keith. You know what I actually want to plug today? I'm going to plug someone else's shit today, which is Monica Strutt's new PR course. Um, I've gone through a little bit of it. I haven't not gone through the whole thing yet. I apologize, Monica. I know I keep saying I'm going to. I just haven't been able to yet. But what I've seen so far is really, 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 really fucking awesome. If you cannot hi uh, afford to hire me as a publicist, go and check out her course. I think it was like something like $300. It was not expensive at all. Um, and she walks you through how to do PR on your own. And it's really, really cool. I would not recommend doing that. If you have an album campaign coming or sorry, you have an album coming out next month, but if you've got an album coming out next year, you know, you can't afford the thousand dollars or whatever it is for a three month campaign from somebody, 
just go and get her course, study up on it. And, um, I mean, she's pretty good at what she does. So just do it and also hire me. But anyway, go check out Monica's course. I don't know the exact URL off the top of my head, but uh, just Google Monica Strut. Indeed, I'm a professional digital marketer and social media manager, and I endorse Monica's talent and skills. She's great. And I will plug something that's going to help all your listeners. To anybody listening to this podcast, Ghost Cult has started doing shout-outs in our YouTube interviews and videos. So there's a pin post on Twitter, but you can do this if you follow my YouTube, you know, subscribe and uh, follow us on YouTube ghost cult maggot youtube or ghost cult maggot instagram screen cap it and dm me usually on twitter or instagram we will randomly give bands shout outs to any and all of our interviews and we have interviews recently with uh you know go shop go go ship octavius and flesh god apocalypse and jordan rudis of dream theater we're doing major major interviews coming up so there's a lot of content in the barrel ready to fire and we are giving an opportunity. Basically, we tag your band at the end of the video, you you know, and you can then share it. We'll share it on our socials. You get a share. We get a share. It's just goodwill. It's good karma for the whole musical community. Um, and are, are, yeah, are you going to interview Max Cavalera? I just have to throw that in here. I have interviewed idea. Max Cavalera recently, and I love Max and would love to talk to him again. And I also love Gloria Cavalera. I wish she was my mom. Shout, shout out to Max Cavalera and that big. Always. Matt, Matt Bacon's friend, Max Cavalera. Good friend. Any case, this has been Dumb and Dumbest, and you have been listening. Are we done yet?